You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, everybody. Queen Katie here. This is one of the last of our Patreon episodes that we are running on the main feed while we are wrapping up our summer break. I just wanted to give a little disclaimer in case this is anybody's first time visiting Queen's podcast. We curse, we are informal, and because this episode used to live behind the paywall, there might be, you know, some excessive silliness, some dogs barking, some personal anecdotes, but we thought this was a really important story to share with everybody. So we hope you enjoy. And yeah, if you don't like your history a little bit tipsy and a little bit bitchy, this is not the podcast for you. Cheers, bitches. (laughs) Hey, Nathan. Hey, Katie. What's up? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So we're back, 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 back back again, 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 again. again, again. again. But we were off (laughs) during Pride Month. Oh, Oh, it's my yeah. day. It's my it's, month. It's your month. <laughs> it's it's the month of your birth. And it's also, you know. The gays. The, the gays. gays. The, the gays. Yeah. Well, Nathan. Yeah, like I said, we took Pride Month off. But during that month, I went down the rabbit a rabbit hole about something. And I asked you yesterday if you'd really knew anything about this topic. And it seems like you don't. So are you ready no. for some Katie story time? Yeah. So, yeah, today we are going to talk about an event in history called the White Knight Riots. So this is the White Knight Riots. And so before I get started, Nathan, let me ask you if any of these names sound familiar to you. Dan White, George Moscone, or Harvey Milk? Okay. Harvey Milk. Obvi. I know that one. But the other two, I don't. Gay shame. No, Teach me. I think Teach Harvey me. Milk's the, Harvey Milk's the only one of these three people that was gay, and he was the only name that I I knew going into this as well. So let's let's meet these three people and set the scene. The story takes place in San Francisco in the seventies. Harvey Milk, which if anybody doesn't know who that is, he was the first openly gay man to ever be elected to office. He was um, Kelly. He was going, going, going to Kelly. 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 Yes, absolutely. He was a board of advisor and he was on the board of advisors in San Francisco, which San Francisco, I don't really, I didn't really go into why they do this, but they don't have like a city council. They call it the board of advisors. So it's, but it's basically the same thing. So very San Francisco. Very San Francisco for them to just be like, we're going to do this. Going to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh, I forgot to ask you, are you drinking anything good today, Nathan? Oh, no, I could. Go get something. I mean, right that's now. up to you. That's up to you. I'm okay. having some rosé. Let's let's take a quick pause. Let's take a quick Queen's pause for, <laughs> before we get into the story for Nathan to go get a drink. All right. All right. So you got oh, you got a drink boy. now? It looks like you got a can of something. What you drinking? Flowers in your hair. Ranch water. Ranch Ooh, water. Love it. Refreshing. <laughs> anyway. So it's the 70s. We're going to San Francisco with flowers in our hair. And Harvey Milk is the first openly gay person elected to public office. He's Love on the this. board of advisors. So yes. one thing you need to know about the political landscape at the time is that it's kind of new that it's not like 
illegal to be gay in California. Okay. okay. Like within the, only within the last like couple of decades. So it wasn't illegal to like go to a gay bar, but the gay community and the police have this really, really, really toxic relationship with each other. It's awful. It's, it's bad, bad, bad. The cops would go into gay bars and arrest these guys that were like gay on the DL. But then like they couldn't hold them for anything because they weren't doing they weren't doing a crime. Oh, you're wearing women's socks. Oh, so you we're gonna straight to jail. You. They'd bring them to jail and then like have to let them go because they hadn't done anything. But then it would, you know, but then these people are outed because like who's arrested in public record, you know? Ugh. I don't like this. I don't no. like this already. No. no. <laughs> yeah. It, it was a real dick move. Here at Queen's uh, Podcast, we call that a dick move. Um, I can't stress this enough. Horrible decision. Yeah. Hey, don't, keep going, Katie. Don't fucking out people <laughs> that aren't ready to be out in the 70s. Yeah. So, not or cool. now. Don't fucking out anybody. It's none of your Not none cool business. move, bro. Not cool uh. move, police force. So that kind of sets the scene and <laughs> what the, we're going into the story with already a bad relationship with the cops and the gay community at the time. San Francisco at the time, like a quarter of their population was gay. So it was, I it's mean, not like, still, still, it's, it's probably, it might, <laughs> might be more now, but it was just, it was just starting to become, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I'm not, I'm not saying, saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> my whole life that I can remember, San Francisco has always been like the go, gay, go, go gay. <laughs> and this, it was like becoming that at this point. Okay. Okay. So yeah. And it seems like the police department is really starting to resent all these gays moving in and cleaning up the streets. I don't fucking know. Like, they don't Ew. like it. They don't like it. And it's Ew. it's a bad look for them. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's pivot and talk about Harvey Milk. He was an openly gay guy from New York, and he moved to San Francisco in the 60s. From early on, Harvey had been, like, this really huge advocate for the gay community, and he had been nicknamed the mayor of Castro Street. And Castro is like, Castro District is like the gayest. Go, 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 gay. Go, go, gay. <laughs> Hella gay. Hella gay. That's Harvey Milk. And let me tell you about George Moscone, who's probably a lesser known name. Um, he was the actual mayor of San Francisco, not just the mayor of Castro Street. Is he and- related to like Mascarpone cheese? No, uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't sorry. know. I don't know. I just like cheese. I just like cheese, Katie. I, I like cheese too, okay. but I, I don't know that. So, I don't know that cheesy one. Cheesy so, George. <laughs> so Cheesy George, he's the mayor of San Francisco, and he's actually a pretty progressive guy. He's a straight dude, but he recognizes that our city is really diverse, and he really wanted his staff to reflect that so he would make sure to hire women and people of color and people of mixed faiths in his uh, i love this yeah yeah yeah. but he was not popular with the police because when he became mayor he put a bunch of rules in place for them and one of them was one of them was no drinking on the job and that really pissed the police off 
Lame. <laughs> they yeah. needed beer. They really needed beer. Yeah, so I don't know a whole, whole lot about, I didn't go down a rabbit hole about Moscone's views or anything, but he seems like a pretty progressive guy, and I like that he went out of his way to hire a mixed bag, you know, not just the status quo, you know? Yes, love that. Also, the Jonestown Church, the People's Church, uh, they're started off in California, and their whole thing Besides the everything about George Jonestown, like one cool Awful. thing is that is that Jim <laughs> Jones like really pushed for uh, the races to be equal. Like he was really into like civil rights and stuff. So they were good huge, for you, except you. except for everything else you did. Cool. But they were like yeah. the People's Church was always showing up at City Hall to like volunteer for George Moscone. That has nothing to do I with mean, the story. I just thought you'd appreciate that tidbit. Tax write off. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. It was like, oh, mm, we can pay Volunteer off. Volunteer our like, time. Yeah. 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 I, I'm making the money symbol. I'm you're making you're money, money moves. moves. <laughs> All right. George was also like, yeah, like I said, he was a straight guy, straight sis, straight sis dude, married, four kids at home, four young kids at home. So that's Harvey and that's George. Let me introduce the villain of the story, Dan okay. White. Okay, Dan. It is the White Knight Riots, so Dan White. Dan um, is the most white bro name ever. Dan, yeah. Just keep going. Dan. Dan White was much more conservative, though he like still considered himself a Democrat, but he was also on the Board of Advisors, but he is an ex-cop. So he's Ooh. friends with okay. every everybody in all the cops. The New York Times described Dan White as defender of home, the family, and religious life against homosexuals, pot smokers, and cynics. Which, all right. This is not my, this is. He would have hated us. Oh, man. He would have hated us. Oh, my God. He's a homosexual pot smoker. Oh, shit. And a cynic. Burn it to the (laughs) ground. Yes. He would have not liked Nathan at Queen's Podcast. Dan. You suck balls. No. Oh, Dan has only <laughs> begun to suck balls. So Dan White is also obviously a straight white guy. He's and got he's, kids. And he's and married. <laughs> yeah. He's ma- he sounds like my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Here, keep going, Katie. Okay. <laughs> At first... Dan White and Harvey Milk, even though they had opposing views, at first they got along. They were friends. Harvey Milk attended Dan White's son's christening. Like, they were buddies despite their differences at first. But eventually, they just disagreed on so many things that they just couldn't see eye to eye. To the point where, like, they wouldn't even speak to each other. If they had something to say to each other, they'd, like, tell their assistants to go tell the other one's assistant. Like, so you remember- the milk, the milk didn't go with the cookies. Mm-mm. Okay. It did not. They did not. It made me not. think of, do you know, like when you were a little kid and you were like in a fight with your brother or sister? Yes. And you'd like, go tell, tell them. Go tell her. I said, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. like, it's so juvenile. Stupid. Yes. Yes. Like little fucking children. So the date is, November in 1978 and Dan White is just like fuck this I don't want to work in this city council anymore I'm not getting anything done government jobs 
government jobs pay garbage. Like I could be making more money and actually making a difference somewhere else. I'm putting in my resignation. And Harvey Milk was super excited about this. Whenever a board of advisor member resigns, the mayor gets to fill the spot until the next election. Harvey Milk is like, fuck yes, we can put somebody progressive in there until the next election, right? And so obviously Moscone's like, yeah, we're going to put somebody in whose views more align with ours. With what we're thinking. What we're trying, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. But Dan White hadn't thought about this because he realized what, he realized, oh, fuck, now that I've resigned, they're going to put in whoever. And he's getting pressure from his police buddies. And he was just like, I've made a mistake. And he tries to go back and he's like, can I take back my resignation? And Moscone was like, I'm going to have to think about this. Like, let me sit with this for a couple of days. Because he does seem like he was a really level-headed dude. Like, I don't, like I said, I didn't read too much about Moscone, but, so I don't want to sit here and sing his praises, but everything I did read about him in this story seems like, was good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he was like, let me, let me think about it. But then the next day or so came back and was like, I'm sorry, but it's a no. Like, you can't take back your resignation. No takes these backseats. Okay, Dan. Okay, okay, Dan. Okay, see Dan. You, Dan. <laughs> Harvey Milk seems like he was really full of himself. He told Moscone, like, if you give Dan White his job back, I am going to drag your name through Castro District. You won't be able to be hired as dog catcher. Or you won't be elected as dog catcher. What in the San hell, Francisco. man? What the hell? What I mean, the he, hell? Was, Hold he was probably right, but he was full of himself. Like yeah, Harvey, Mo- Harvey of- Milk's being like, I've got so much clout that if you give Dan White your job back, you're done in this city. It just also shows you that Harvey Milk knew how popular he was, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's how that's how popular he was. So fast forward about two weeks later. In November 1978, Dan White leaves his house one morning and he heads up to City Hall. On him, he has a fully loaded gun and a pocket full of bullets that he has wrapped in a handkerchief. So they don't like jingle in his pocket. So no one knows that that's what he has okay, in his pocket. Y'all, y'all can't see my face. You're like, where's this story going? Yeah. <laughs> can't see my face right now, but it's questionable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am questioning. <laughs> okay. This. Before I go any further, though, if someone's leaving their house with a gun and then taking extra bullets that they're wrapping up in a handkerchief so they don't make noise... Doesn't it sound like they're premeditating something? Yes. 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 A crime, yes. maybe? Yes. Okay. Very nice. Okay. Not put very a, nice. Put a pin in that. We'll get back <laughs> to it. He arrives at City Hall and remembers they recently installed metal detectors. So he sneaks in through a window in the basement. Okay. Um, also sounds like he's premeditating something, wouldn't you think? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that seems very sketch. <laughs> Someone that works in the basement, I'm not really sure what their job was, though, like saw him sneaking in and was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he goes, oh, I, I left my keys at home. I didn't have my keys. And it just doesn't make any fucking sense. But the guy in the basement was like, this I'm is above my pay grade. I'm trapped, I'm trapped in the basement. I'm trapped in the basement. Came in through the basement window. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, good. <laughs> yes. So, so, so Dan White in the basement. <laughs> Dan White is in the basement with a pocket full of bullets, and he is in City Hall, and he is ready to go. So he heads to the mayor's office. He heads to Moscone's office. You know, I don't think 
Moscone was surprised to see him. He was like, oh, he probably wants to talk more about getting his job back. So he's like, come in, close the door. And he's ready to like, for them to maybe like have an argument. Moscone is like, look, let's just, let's have a drink. Let's talk about it. It's the seventies. So it's like, you know, Mad Men. He's got a full drink cart in his office. <laughs> let's Let's do some coke and drink about it. Let's do, let's like, do some coke 70s. and drink about it. Yes, it's the 70s in San Francisco, 100%. Yes. And so he turns around to pour Dan White a drink, and he turns back around to hand him the drink, and Dan shoots him. What? Okay, okay, wait. Hold, mm-hmm. slow down, Katie. Okay. <laughs> you can't go from serving someone a drink to shooting them. Well, that's like, what happened. That, that is a leap. <laughs> It's a leap. That's a it's journey. a leap. And not the journey that up, up down, girl. So, not that kind of journey. A I hand you a drink and you shoot me in the chest. <laughs> uh, four times. He... <laughs> four times. Four times. Four I shot times. him four times. <laughs> this is uh, horrible. Why am I laughing? Why I, you know, am I laughing? Because I'm uh, so such a engaging storyteller everything leading up to this the crux of the story to me is that and we'll get to it in a minute but everything leading up to this sounds like he went to city hall to do this right he left the house with the gun he came in through the basement window he was doing this on purpose wouldn't you say does this sound like it's all been premeditated i'm making a very negative face right now yeah you can't see it but nathan does not love the murder Oh, yeah. And so spoiler alert, Moscone is dead. He dies. The first shot didn't kill him. I think it was the last shot that actually killed him. But he'd be dead. And uh, so Dan stops, reloads his gun, and then leaves the office and is heading for Harvey Milk's office. So he's heading that way and he bumps into Diane Feinstein. (laughs) Do you know know this name? Oh, magic. (laughs) She was the, uh, for listeners that don't know, Diane Feinstein is, uh, is she a congresswoman? Yes. She's in yes. politics. She's in she's, the house. She's still she's still working in uh in the house. Okay. And uh but at the time she was the the president of the board of advisors. So she would have been like Harvey Milk's direct boss. She sees Dan and she's like Oh, Dan, I wasn't expecting to see you here today, but I have some things I'd like to talk to you about, blah, 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 blah. And he just goes, he goes, yeah, but I, let me come right back because I have something to do real quick, which is a very daunting thing to say with what's about to happen next. Also, how everyone wasn't just like, were there just a bunch of gunshots? What was that? I'm not right, sure. Right. I don't know if Moscone's <laughs> office was like soundproof or something. Uh, <laughs> That's what I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Um, so he rocks up to Harvey Milk's office and Milk actually had a radio reporter in his office. He was being interviewed for something. And then Dan White is just like, can we talk? And Harvey is just like, oh, this fucking guy. And he's like, hey, guys, I'll be right back. I got to go talk to this asshole real quick. BRB. And so they go into like a meeting room. Dan White closes the door behind him. And Harvey Milk, I guess, is like, oh, shit, I think something's wrong and like tries to leave. And so then Dan White shoots him a total of five times. And what? He dies on the scene. <laughs> Yes, I know. This you knew it was normal. coming, but you're still so exasperated. This is normal. <laughs> this, this, is, is fine. this is fine. This is fine. Yes. It's casually burning around me. Ah, yes. This is fine. This is fine. <laughs> and then White opens the door and flees the scene. Like, he gets the fuck out of City Hall 
as fast as he fucking can. Hashtag same. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know. When you're a criminal, you gotta run. Maybe don't shoot people and you won't <laughs> yeah. need to leave the scene so quickly. So, so Diane Feinstein sees him like GTFO in and she is like, maybe I did hear gunshots. And she finds Harvey Milk's body and like she tries to get his pulse and her finger enters a gun wound. Oh, oh I, I like a bullet that's wound. That's not that's like not fun. Can you Poor darling. No. Poor darling. Poor darling except sweet she is mayor now what's her name diane feinstein <laughs> sweet, sweet baby, baby diane sweet baby diane feinstein uh but she's mayor now because as the president of the board of counselors or whatever the fuck it's called she is now mayor because moscone is dead so she was the first female mayor of san francisco I wish it had happened. Some dude died. Because some dude got (laughs) shot. I wish it had happened under better better circumstances. Very, very dramatic. I actually don't know anything about her politics either. So I'm hesitant to say like I love. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. But that is what we're here to figure out. We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, and was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences. What made the Vikings go berserk? And can I control my co-host with MK Ultra? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. Have you ever wondered what really happened to Amelia Earhart or the lost colony of Roanoke? Do you ever find yourself scouring the internet for vicious Victorians and their murders by gaslight? Or perhaps... You're just sick and tired of women being constantly misrepresented or plain lied about throughout history. If so, join me, Katie Charlwood, history harlot and reader of books on Who Did What Now, the history podcast that's not your history class, part of the Area of Media Network, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Adios, au revoir, au revoir to zen, my friends. Bye-bye. I'll be seeing you. I'm hesitant to say that I love any of these people because I don't know anything about most of their politics, but I do. Good for her for being mayor. I wish it had gone down differently. Um, <laughs> she she has to now, I don't want to make this about Diane Feinstein, but she now has to do like a press conference and she's literally got Harvey Milk's blood on her. And she has to go out and do this press conference. Like, she has his blood on her Awkward. clothes. And she has to go out there and be like, Moscone and Milk are both dead. We're looking. I know it was Dan White. I saw him in the building. We're looking for Dan White. And, like, they, the police officers that were next to her while she made this press conference said that she was shaking so bad they thought she was going to pass out. Which I would, too. Yeah! <laughs> Fuck! I mean, I don't know. I didn't look into like what their relationship was like, but it. I would assume they were. She was at least friendly with Moscone and Milk. Yeah, and yeah, but yeah. regardless, to find somebody dead and then rush to go check for a pulse and then 
oops, my finger is in your neck hole or whatever. Like, <laughs> my finger is in oh, your neck hole. Your <laughs> necks aren't supposed to have holes. I'm going to refill my wine. I need, I need another drink. Cheers, bitch. Cheers, bitch. <laughs> So Diane Feinstein is giving this press conference and she's like, Dan White did this. I saw him run out. It was Dan White. Why? Why isn't Dan White already in prison? Like, what the fuck? Because you would assume that, yeah, they were like, oh, everyone saw him. Now he's gone. They saw him run out. You would assume he would have been arrested immediately, right? Yeah. Nope. Because remember, he's friends with all the cops. Oh, and he just killed a gay guy who the cops all hate. Ew. Yeah. Dan White, because he is a straight white friends of cops, he got the luxury of just going home after this. And oh. so he calls his wife. His wife after he fucked. Killed all these people. Well, I can't. <laughs> what everybody didn't know is that him and his wife were separated. Like he hadn't told any of his friends, coworkers, anything. Of course, so, you would divorce that piece of shit. Sorry. Yeah. And so he, <laughs> he calls his wife, though, and he's like, honey, I think I did something bad. So uh, you did. Yeah. And so they meet up. They meet up at their church. We don't know what they say exactly, but we know that she convinces him to turn himself in. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> but could you fucking imagine if this had been a person of color? Do you think oh. they would have had the luxury of being able to go home and then go uh, to their church and you make can't call- see no. my face right now, but my face says no. <laughs> Absolutely not. And he no. was just allowed to because he was friends with all the cops. They're like, if it had been any other suspect, they would have been like, we know where that motherfucker lives. Let's go get him. But this Gross. one, was he was a friend of the cop and he killed a gay guy. They were just like, Meh, maybe oh, we'll find him. Maybe we won't. But he turned that himself. That was the thing. That yeah. was the thing back then. But he did turn himself in. So yeah, like like I said, we don't really know exactly what him and his wife talked about. But in the but she must have convinced him to turn himself in. So cool, I guess. I I like your wife. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> maybe. Okay, yeah, I just really... So he rocks up into the police station after killing two people. He just killed two people. Complete, like, two people are... Two people are dead. Moscone had four children. Those four children don't have a dad anymore. Harvey Milk had a whole life and a whole community that really relied on him to push what's important to them. Gone now. The cops were not out looking for him. He had the liberty... To just like rock up whenever he fucking felt like oh, it. Oh, these assholes! They weren't. Cert- there was no. There was no manhunt. There was nothing. He just. But he did turn uh, himself in. So. So he walks cool. in, turns himself in. <laughs> they put him in one of those interrogation rooms. But uh, to say he's getting preferential treatment would be such a understatement because they're like, "Do you want any food? Like, can I go get you some takeout?" Like, they brought him burgers. Like, they being like, it's okay, buddy. Like, yeah, we'll figure this out together. Do you think most uh, criminals that are being interrogated have their friends make them McDonald's runs in the Uh, middle of their... No, like, he was getting very special treatment as a murder suspect. I would be angry. I'm angry. I'm... (laughs) 
You can be angry. (laughs) I want to punch somebody in the face. It's not cool. It's not cool at all. It's not cool. That's not cool. Murdering people. Not cool. You heard it on Queen's podcast. We're going to take the controversial stance and that we don't think you should murder people. Murder. Not cool. Ah! Don't do it. Don't keep going, but keep going, Katie. Okay. So (laughs) Dan gives his testimony. And this is why I kept bringing up about like how everything sounded sounded it sounded to me like he left his house with the intent to kill people but he gives his testimony but he swears up and down in every which way that it was not premeditated he didn't know he was going to do it until he did it and i'm like excuse me what excuse yeah, me yeah you did what <laughs> well cuz let's look at let's look at the facts oh, i One, need to take several breaths hold on okay Okay, we're good. Okay. Go, go ahead. The facts are he left his house with a gun in the first place. That wasn't like he wasn't usually a gun guy. Um, Suspicious. <laughs> and then he had extra bullets in his pocket that he wrapped in a handkerchief and put in his pocket so it wouldn't jingle. Suspicious. That sounds like not only premeditated, but super planning. Super planning. Yeah. 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 Super suspicious. He came in through the basement window to avoid the metal detectors. <laughs> oh my god! So he he took that extra step to avoid metal metal detectors. So that is also pre planning that you're going to go in and do something after shooting Moscone. He told Diane Feinstein, "I have to go do something real quick." It sounds like he was premeditating his next step. Like I don't like this guy. Yeah. I don't like so it. I, I, I just don't understand how someone could be like, but it wasn't premeditated with all of that. You know? Yeah. Gross. The aftermath of the murders before Dan's trial was an absolute media storm. Moscone's funeral had over 4,000 people attend. Um, Harvey Milk was cremated and his like ashes were distributed somewhere very dramatic. Perfect. (laughs) So I don't want to talk about Dan White's trial too much because there are a lot of other... It's very complicated. That could be its own episode. And there are a lot of other podcasts that already cover his trial if you want if anybody listening wants to learn more there is a podcast called maintenance maintenance phase and they have an episode called the twinkie defense and they talk about this trial in like great detail nathan have you ever heard of the phrase the twinkie defense before sounds like my new stage name Oh, <laughs> what? The Twinkie Defense. The Twinkie Defense. I'm a twink. I'm a twink. Oh! I'm a twink. <laughs> I was just like, because he likes snacks? Katie, I don't Katie know. <laughs> I didn't get it for I didn't get it for Have you ever heard of that phrase before, though? No, I have not. And again, if anybody wants more on this, go listen to that episode. It's maintenance phase, the Twinkie defense. Basically, like one of his lawyers argued that he usually ate a really healthy diet. And that day or something, he had ate a Twinkie and the sugar fucked with his brain. Sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens when you fuck a Twink. (laughs) It was a ridiculous. Exactly. (laughs) But one thing I do want to say about his trial is that it was... It was a really fucked up situation. Like I said, I'm not going to go into it too, too much. But like the cops, like his friends that he used to work with, did like fundraisers to raise money for his defense lawyer. Oh. Right? Isn't that fucked I mean, up? Like It's fucked up. It's like, okay, you can't act like you're non-biased here. 
And uh, they all wore like shirts under their uniforms for a while, being like free, free Dan White or whatever. It was just I really don't fucked like up. This. Assholes. The jury was also super impartial. Like the jury is supposed to be anonymous and selected, selected in a way that they represent the community as a whole. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. instead, the jury was almost entirely made up of el- like straight middle- white men, middle aged <laughs> to to older white straight women who would have been about the age of oh my of Dan White's mom. So like uh, they all like viewed him as a bit of oh this poor boy. Oh no. I know. Oh, I don't like. You mean juries in America can be Can be um, can be partial? Yes. Oh, wow. Imagine that. Uh but sorry. I, I read somewhere uh, that one of the defenses that really resonated with the jury was like we can't send this man to jail forever. He's got young children at home. Don't take their father away. And I'm like, um Moscone had four fucking children at home. You took their father away. It just... I I, I, I can't. I can't. (laughs) So the verdict came down, and I know you were already mad, so prepare to get even madder. Um, I'm taking deep breaths. He was... He was not convicted of first-degree murder. The jury accepted that he was so depressed that he couldn't have possibly premeditated it and then and he was convicted of voluntary manslaughter instead which is a much much lesser charge so this asshole so uh, how i just don't it just uh, saying that he didn't premeditate it just like the flames the flames on the side of my face on the side of my face Uh, heaving breathless heaving breaths and they're flaming oh it just makes me mad i'm mad it makes me so mad and like i mean just the the bullets and the handkerchief in your pocket alone it just pisses me off guilty guilty planning ahead and also it takes away like because they were like oh like the cops kind of felt like oh he just killed a gay guy like he did it he did us a service you know like Real quick, let's let's explain the difference between murder and voluntary manslaughter because I wasn't sure. I'd only I'd only ever heard the term involuntary manslaughter, which is like let's say a drunk driver yeah, hits, yeah. hits a pedestrian or something. They didn't do it on purpose. They didn't on do it malicely, yeah. but it's still um it's still bad. It still killed somebody, you know. So that's involuntary manslaughter. So I was like, okay, what is voluntary manslaughter? And it's basically dark like, rabbit hole. Yes. Katie went down a dark rabbit hole. I didn't stay down this one very long, though. Like that's um, good because <laughs> I want your mental sanity. So basically, you've heard of people like committing crimes of passion. That's basically Katie. what voluntary manslaughter is. It's like I was so out of my mind at the time, I didn't realize what I was doing. <laughs> Don't murder your husband, please. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. you know not really on my to-do list um <laughs> like i think about that like crimes of passion like that's what they say like you walk in on your spouse cheating on you and you just go I blind would, with rage and you cut and you their like, dick off <laughs> cut, cut their dick, dick off. off yeah you know what <laughs> cheaters don't need dicks they shouldn't having, have one having a dick is a privilege not a right i'm cutting that thing off <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> too real <laughs> oh my god anyway so that is the difference so that's what he got charged with 
so basically it's just like he was so depressed because his wife just left him he doesn't have a job and he was just so depressed and so he was just completely out of his mind he wasn't in the mental capacity where he could possibly actually premeditate something and i'm like yeah. the bullets in the handkerchief is and the and the window crawling in through the window yeah i mean signs the signs Ugh. are there it makes me so mad it didn't just make me mad it made a lot of people mad people <laughs> are very very upset and this is also incredibly politically charged as well like just the entire gay community is like i would almost equate it to like the um rodney king i equate rodney it king. to like yeah. the gay community's rodney king like when that sentence when that okay okay deliberation came down the gay community was just like what the actual fuck and understandably i mean it it's very very well known that dan white was an ex-cop and the cops in san francisco don't like gay people and so the fact that this guy killed a gay person and they're just like oh but it wasn't murder you know people people are really pissed off understandably tensions are already high and the day of sentencing comes around and nathan dan white is sentenced to eight years of prison you can't see nathan's exasperated face right now he anger eight years <laughs> he killed two people i was reading eight recently years. about a woman she's getting pardoned she killed the man that kidnapped her for sex trafficking and she was sentenced to life in prison she's getting what she's getting let go now like she's been pardoned now and that's how the story came to me but i just think of like this woman who killed a man to survive got a harder punishment than this man that killed walked into a building and shot point blank in front of the entire city hall you know what like in the actual eight fuck? years yes uh. so that was that was kind of the reaction of everybody in san francisco but like a little bit matter like everybody's what the actual fuck yeah. like oh, let's break some shit you know like everyone is super pissed off the gay community is just like so basically what you're telling the world is if you kill a gay person you get off with a slap on the wrist Right? I mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> I that's feel what this, that. That's what this sentencing says to that community. How do you... Yeah, as absolutely. A, as a gay person, do you feel... You're murdering me. You're murdering and you're, me. And you're getting a slap on the wrist. Like, does it feel politically charged to you? Like, just from the base level that you know of the story? I don't like this story, Katie. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Harvey Milk's birthday, his 49th birthday, would have been May 21st, 1979. And All right. So he's like a Gemini. Mm, oh, no. I, is yeah. he a Gemini? Yeah. 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 He's, he's a Gemini. A Gemini. Yeah. Technically, um, yeah. <laughs> a group of peaceful protesters formed. And they just wanted to like get media attention. It started out completely peaceful. You can probably tell by my foreshadowing that that's not where it stayed. Yeah. Um, it was a group led by local gay activists and they held signs, they had candles. You can Google, and I'm gonna put a couple of images up on our Instagram. Um, you can Google, like the beginning of this protest was very peaceful. And they were chanting out of the bars and into the streets, which I found incredibly impactful. Like, oh, we're coming out, we're not just, gays in the bars like we actually have 
an agenda. Oh, they boys. actually have. Yes, yeah. yes. I found that particularly particularly moving. Oh, this word is But yeah, it was meant to be peaceful, but then it turned in to what is called the White Night Riots. So not that peaceful. As they're marching, they're gathering people. And so they're up to about 5,000 people when they approach City Hall, which is the scene of the crime. And at this point, the crowd's growing. They're growing more frustrated. And it's kind of like when they see the scene of the crime, just Mm -hmm. shit hits the fan. People get emotional. Everything becomes not peaceful real fucking quick. And that is when this big gay mob attacks City Hall. And that's when the lights went out in Georgia. That's a fun song. About about execution. Um they are just going ham on this building. They are breaking windows. They're throwing like bricks through windows. They're like pulling down lampposts and like ramming them, ramming it through like the uh, doors, trying to break in to vandalize the building. They are no. just tearing this shit. They're setting the bushes on fire. This I, bush is on fire. This bush is on fire. The leaders of the organization that started this, including Harvey Milk's longtime life partner, were trying to tell everybody, stop this. We don't want to be associated with violence. Like, stop. But they are just like five people against 5,000. So no one's fucking listening to them, you know? Ugh. So I I hate that. But I mean, when you're that, we've we've seen that in the last few years here. Yeah, Like just have. when you're, when people are just at their boiling point, like no one's listening mm-hmm. to me. I can't do anything about this injustice. Here's this building I can fucking tear apart. So that's what I'm going to do. Do not advise. <laughs> do not advise, but that's what they did. And so obviously the cops roll up. We got to yeah. stop this big gay mob. And then they see the cops and that just makes things worse because oh, they're the ones no. they're you know they're the ones that aren't taking this seriously this is you know it just feeds into mm-hmm. that tension of the cops mm-hmm. versus the gay community they the cops did nothing to subdue the crowd it just made everything's everything worse the cops were they kind of let them riot for a minute and then when they went to go shut it down they were like gassing people hitting them with their batons thank god at least not shooting anybody but like it just turned into Magic mirror on the wall, who are the most rotten ones of all? Hello my darlings, and welcome to Rotten to the Core. Here, we will scry into the past and discover some rotten apples throughout our history. Have no fear, my pretties, for we shall learn a lesson, not only about their horrendous deeds, but also about our own power. Let's step out of the shadow of the past and help pull it towards the light. I am your host, Josh Waters, and I'll be the queen guiding you on our journey. Now, come along, dears. We have lessons to learn. History is waiting. (laughs) 
Was the Sphinx 10,000 years old? Were there serial killers in ancient Greece and Rome? What were the lives of transgender, intersex, and non-binary people like in the ancient world? We're Jen. And Jenny. From Ancient History Fangirl. We tell you true stories and tall tales of the ancient world. Sometimes we do it tipsy. Sometimes we have amazing guests on our show. Historians like Barry Strauss, podcasters like Liv Albert, Mike Duncan, and authors like Joanne Harris and Ben Aronovich. We take you to the top of Hadrian's Wall to watch the Roman Empire fall at the end of the world. We walk the catacombs beneath the Temple of the Feathered Serpent under Teotihuacan. We walk the sacred spirals of the Nazca Lines in search of ancient secrets. And we explore mythology from ancient cultures around the world. Come find us at ancienthistoryfangirl.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The cops were either taking off their badges or putting masking tape over their badge numbers. So they wouldn't Oh, no. Yeah. Instead of subduing it at all or like dissuading anybody from continuing with the vandalization of City Hall is that it added fuel to the fire figuratively and literally and the rioters the rioters turn all their focus on the cops what (laughs) the rioters do is they find the cop cars and that's what they decide like so they start setting fire to all the cops. katie katie this story is insane i'm surprised you didn't know this story since you know you Keep going. Keep going. My eye is, I have one eye closed. (laughs) Look in, if you look in the show notes at the top of page nine, this is the one. I see it. Isn't that an awesome picture? I know. (laughs) Teddy agrees. Teddy agrees. (laughs) Well, so I'm, I've already got this picture scheduled to go up on social media, on Instagram next week. um, So you guys can see what we're talking about. But it's a picture of this guy. There's a flipped over cop car and just a ball of fire behind him. And there's this guy in a tank top and and sweater. And and he's doing this thing. He's going, woo! He's saying, woo! Having the (laughs) fucking time of his life. And so there was... I don't think it was this guy. Teddy really hates injustice. I don't think it was this guy, but I really love this anecdote from the White Knight Riots. There was a guy who was caught setting a cop car on fire. And so the cops were like handcuffing him, taking him away. And he goes, make sure to tell the press that I ate too many Twinkies today. Yeah. Winner, the winner, Twinkie chicken, dinner. The I Twinkie love him. <laughs> in my mind, it's this gay gentleman doing a little skip and um, his little bell bottoms. Being free like, blowjobs on the corner. Too many Twinkies. <laughs> I so, love you. <laughs> in total, around twelve cop cars were destroyed this way. Which, as a taxpayer, I'm sort of like, well, that's kind of pointless. Like, I'm just gonna it's just to twelve. Pay. It's just well, but like, it's just I'm still. I'm going to have to pay to replace them. But I'm sure in the moment it was gratifying. After three hours, the cops were like, okay, we need to pull out all the stops. This has gotten out of control. So that's when they start tear gassing the big gay angry mob. And like they have their guns on them. They're pulling them out on people. But (laughs) you pull the guns on the gays. Like that is like the the least threatening people. It's like, oh no. Oh no. But this group I think was pretty threatening because they didn't back down. What they did is they went and found, they went and found a tree, I guess, with like a low hanging branch, like a big ass branch. 
the mob fruit. The mob <laughs> tore this big ass branch off of this tree and charged the cops with it. What? Like, Oh my god. We're like <laughs> ramming, running at the cops with, you know, like a dozen of them holding this huge tree branch. They were just like, we're fucking done. It had come to a boiling point. And this next part is going to really piss you off. I say that knowing how pissed off you already are at this point. I'm already pissed off. The cops, realizing they can't really control the angry mob, mm-hmm. they go to Castro Street and they start arresting gay people in the gay bars. Because they're like, oh, we think you're part of this riot. That's discrimination. Like, we think you're part. <laughs> we think you're part of this riot. So we're gonna, and they're and they're like, we're just having a beer. Like we're nothing to do with the riot. Discrimination, yay! And so there was this one bar on Castro Street called the Elephant. My Walk. brain hurts. Katie, stop. My brain hurts. My do brain really hurts so talk? bad. No, I'm almost done. Keep going. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Um, there was this one bar in the Castro district called the Elephant Walk. The cops went in and started arresting everybody, and were, they were throwing bar stools. They were beating people with batons. They were arresting people. These people in this bar had nothing to do with the riot. I think they said that they saw somebody from the riot like duck into oh the bar. God. But oh that does God. not equal. Let me vandalize your small business. Beat you. you know? Yeah, yes. No, no. Yeah. It's just. It just feels like they. We're like, we can't, can't control, we can't control the angry mob. So let's pick off the people that we can. It was disgusting. Oh, uh, uh, I need several deep breaths. Several okay, deep keep breaths. Going, keep one, going. Keep going. One okay thing is that oh, the chief one. of police, one okay <laughs> thing is that the chief of police heard about what was going on at Elephant Walk and he went down there personally and was like, this is no, stop. Yeah. Um, and he made As like a, one should <laughs> he made like a public statement being like what those cops did going into the bars was wrong. So, yay. I mean, the bar is on the fucking floor here, but like, one person at least. Did yay, the right thing. question mark. Yeah. The witnesses saw some of the cops later that night at another bar drinking once they were off duty and toasting to that toasting <laughs> to Harvey, Harvey Milk's death. Oh, we're going to end this Zoom meeting. I'm sorry. I love you, Kitty. <laughs> this is over. It sounds yeah. like discrimination. Yeah. I cannot. Yes. I cannot. Okay. We're oh, almost sorry. done. Keep we're going. almost done. We're almost uh, done. I'm about to vomit. I mean, so, I'm, I'm literally about to vomit because of these assholes. Keep going, Kitty. I love you. Keep the going. aftermath, about 100 people were hospitalized, but no one died that I could tell. So, yay. Um, <laughs> yay. But there was this like big gay town hall meeting the next day where like all the leaders. I hope it was super gay. I hope it had gay. all of the fucking flaming homosexual light show like realness. Like hosted by Liza Minnelli, MC. Yes. Yeah. Please, please make it gay. Well, like, make so it actually, even more gay. It's not uh, actually a town hall meeting. Just all the people that like are the the people that lead the gay activist groups met the next I day. I can't. I can't. And they they decided we are taking the official stance that while we regret that it turned violent, no one is to apologize. We are not going to say we're sorry. We're not going to say that we think we did anything wrong. 
we regret that things got violent, but we're not, the, we're not the, fucking sorry. This was a long time the, fucking yes. coming. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're we, not going to be violent, but... <laughs> we're not apologizing for what happened. We're not. Yeah, exactly. I it's about time that we step up and it's say something. It's about damn time. Yeah. I think you're really going to like this next quote. So this guy, his name made me laugh. Harry Britt is his name. And I'm like, oh, I'm married to one of those. I'm Harry Britt. We <laughs> um, love you, Steve. Sorry, sorry Harry Britt. Um, anyway, so he was one of the main leaders in one of the gay activist groups. And he said in a press conference, now society is going to have to deal with us. We're not just nice little fairies who have hairdressing salons, but we're people capable of violence. We're not going to put up with Dan White anymore. The Dan Whites of the world anymore. And I love that. I am dancing. Yeah. I am dancing as a queer person being like, yes, bitch. Yes. yes. Shut them up. Shut them up. Shut them up. Dan White ended up only serving five years of his eight year sentence but i don't want to i don't want to trigger anybody but y'all can go google what happened to dan white it rhymes with schmooicide while dan white i don't think ever received actual justice this did change the way that the gay community was perceived harry Britt is absolutely right like people were like oh fuck they're not just here being passive. They're not just like this community we can ignore. They are capable of fuck around and find out. And so, yeah, I know these, the story was a bit of a bummer, but at least it set the tone for like, we're not gonna history. We're not gonna gonna take take it. it. History can be a bummer. We're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. Well, Nathan, thank you for joining me for story time. I'm sorry that it was a bummer, but I think it was a good story. No, that was absolutely history personified. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers, Cheers. bitch. Love you. Love you. Hello, everyone. Stakuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.